TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Welcome to the We Are Crosstown podcast, where we are connecting you to Memphis and to God. We are your source for finding out the great things that God is doing here in the city of Memphis and enjoying a book study on Christian inspirational and social issue books. We are broadcasting live here in the central atrium of the Concourse, Crosstown Concourse with the OAM uh, Network Studio. I am Byron Fitzpatrick, or Pastor B. So glad you guys are joining us today. I hope you enjoy our show. Um, my co-host, Miss Marguerite. How are you doing today, Marguerite? I am great. You're doing great? I am. I am. All Glad right. to be here. Awake. Well. Awake? I'm awake. Oh, you got your coffee. I have my coffee, which you're, is helping. You and Jerome both got your coffee. Yep. <laughs> I only had a little bit of sleep last night, so. So y'all good now. And Jerome McNary right here to my right. McNary. That's right, Cowboy Nation. <laughs> that sounds a little country. Yeah, McNary. McNary. Well, you are in the South. So. <laughs> yeah. M-Town, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the, the bluff. I yeah. remember that, right? Yeah. yeah. The Mid-South. Mid-South. Memphis 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so he got to represent. Got I to. see, I see. <laughs> got to. I, I need to get like that, huh? Uh, uh, South Memphis, right? The uh, South Memphis <laughs> slash Orange Mound <laughs> slash Bethel Grove. Bethel you know, Grove, that's yeah, right. All that. Yeah, all that. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. South Memphis, I mean, uh, Orange Mound is definitely not blue. Yeah, yeah, nowhere. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Well, we are uh, uh, the uh, Crosstown, or the, excuse me, the Cross. We are Crosstown Podcast. We are on the OAM Network. And yeah. uh, so you can check it out at the <clears throat> OAM Network face, uh, uh, website, which is www.theoamnetwork.com. We're also uh, on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and on the Crosstown Church of Memphis website, which is www.wearecrosstown.com. You can catch us live streaming on the OAM Network Facebook page. And also on my Facebook page, and I'm sure on Miss Marguerite's Facebook yes. page, and yes. Jerome Cowboy Nation <coughs> Facebook page as well. So yep. it is definitely on my page. That's right. So y'all can watch us live, and uh, if you're listening somewhere and not seeing, but you can see us. So uh, anyway, we're gonna get into um, our show for today. But before we get into our show today, for today, um, I just wanted to make mention we got in a couple of days. Um, a, a very special holiday here in the United States, and, uh, and that is the holiday of Thanksgiving that's coming up. And so a lot of people are going to be celebrating and spending time together with family and friends and eating turkey and dressing. And, uh, oh, we just had an interesting conversation the other day, Jerome. i got to share this with you. Okay. Uh, me and Marguerite was out on a dinner date with another couple mm-hmm. uh, that lives here in the building, and it was our first time meeting them. So it was mm-hmm. like a... 
it was actually it was a blind date setup. So <laughs> a uh, couple's blind date setup. Yeah, a oh. couple's blind date setup. That's right. already, already sounded yeah. interesting. So it's kind of I nah, not that type of interesting. <laughs> but uh, so what it is, it's an opportunity for people that live in the building to get to know each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're set up with somebody, you know you don't know who it is you're going to be. Set, getting set up with yeah, and, yeah. and do a dinner. So me and Margaret was doing a dinner with a couple the other night, uh, Monday night, right? Was it Monday night? No, it was Saturday. Saturday night. Saturday. Okay, Saturday night. So yeah. Saturday night was with a couple. And uh, why did I even bring that up? Something about conversation, maybe eating or... Yeah, it was, oh, it was, dressing. It was, it was a conversation you posted. Yeah, so yeah. we're talking about dressing in, the con- in, in our conversation. Mm-hmm. In our dinner, we're oh, talking yeah, about dressing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dressing versus stuffing. You know, and so just, oh, wait just a minute, wait a minute. So that's, that's not the same thing. Uh, well, that's what well, we was discussing. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that's the same thing. That's, that's what we were, that's what we were discussing. So, um, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, so this other couple that we were meeting with, or that we was having dinner with, is a white couple, yeah. and so they were always familiar with using the term dressing. Yeah. No, yeah. No, 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 you're Stuffing. right. Stuffing. Yeah, there was. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm messed up, Mari. That's why I got you, because you always help me when I'm wrong. Okay. Oh, thank you. And you help me, too. Okay. We, we, we have that balance going okay. on, right? And so uh, they were they were always, always familiar with the term stuffing, mm-hmm. whereas we, you know, at least me and Marguerite, we was familiar with growing up the term dressing. Mm-hmm. And so we were having this discussion about what's the difference between dressing and stuffing. So. Can you answer that question? What's the difference between the two? I cannot answer that question. I, <laughs> I, I, like I said, I thought, I thought they were the same thing. So. so what did you guys say most of the time when you're in the family? What's that dressing? Dressing? Mm-hmm. You didn't okay. say stuffing that much? We never said stuffing. Why not? I mean, we were taught that it was dressing. Oh, okay. That's what Grandma called it, you know, so it just kind of just went from there. So yeah. what is it made out of? Um, it's like corn, like bread, cornbread, cornbread stuffing. Okay, cornbread, cornbread. Yeah, it's cornbread, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what we discovered, at least what we what we discovered in our conversation, we don't we we assuming that it might be some facts to it, but Mm -hmm. anyway, that dressing (laughs) is primarily cornbread, Mm -hmm. where stuffing may not necessarily be cornbread, but mostly like toast or. Like bread. croutons. Yeah. Or oh, like, yeah. yeah. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Like bread, toast, yeah. bread. Like yeah. stovetop stuffing. Yeah. Okay, Gil. Oh, okay. You got to help us out here. You you eat stuffing or dressing? Oh, man. Uh, I think it's stuffing. Stuffing? Yeah. Is it made okay. with cornbread or? Cornbread, 100%. 100% cornbread. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's, it's called stuffing. It's the same thing. Though. Where are you from? <laughs> you, you originally so. from here? No, I'm from Greenville, Mississippi. Okay, Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he and he getting the real stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so anyway, so that was one that we were thinking. We was like, okay, wait a minute. So maybe maybe uh the difference between stuffing and, and uh dressing was cornbread versus the bread toast or croutons mm-hmm. or whatever. We thought know, it was like, cultural, but it's Yeah, we it's, thought it might have been cultural thing we, too. We all were talking about that. <clears throat> but we that, don't know. Yeah, is yeah. it that white people mm-hmm. use stuffing and black people use dressing? Yeah. You know. Or, have y'all ever used dressing? Before, or use the term dressing. Dressing, yeah, use the term. I've definitely dressing. heard the term before. Yeah. I feel like that we might have used both. Uh huh. Okay. Like I, I can't. I don't know. I can't think of it like if it was like defined like <laughs> tur- stuffing or dressing. I feel You're like right. I've used both uh-huh. okay. in my lifetime. 
Okay. We have to look that up. Definition. Another thing too that I, I didn't, I had thought about, but we just didn't get in, get it. I didn't get it out in our conversation, but dressing, uh, you know, stuffing, it, whether you use it, whether it's called what is cornbread or the other stuff, you know, if you put it inside of the turkey, turkey, then that would be that would make it be called stuffing. <laughs> Because you're stuffing I'm it sorry. into I mean, the turkey. Well, yeah. okay. I never thought yeah, okay. about that. Yeah. That yeah. sounds funny exactly. to me. But and, yeah, you and know. versus dressing, you not you you basically dressing up whatever meat you put in it. Like exactly, yeah. It's just okay. gonna be in a big old pan. Yeah, it ain't gonna exactly. necessarily be stuffed inside and, the turkey. Uh, the, t- the turkey be stuffed inside the dressing, pretty much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right. Anyway, so we so Thanksgiving is coming up. We just want to uh, say Happy Thanksgiving to everyone that's out there. Uh, listening, watching uh, us tonight, and we hope you guys have a blessed holiday. Yes, and uh, spend time with your family and friends. You know, I know sometimes people have some issues with family and friends, and you know, we have we we all humans, so we all make mistakes. We all do things to get on each other's nerves and stuff like that. But in a time of holiday, you know, in a time of uh, special days, uh, we can put our differences aside and come together and, and love on one another. So I just encourage everybody out there to find the strength to do that yes. and enjoy this Thanksgiving holiday yes. today with your cranberry sauce all right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah okay so we're going to go ahead and get into our book study for tonight we are continuing the book study uh with a book um <clears throat> titled crazy love by francis chan and today we are on chapter six of crazy love and it is titled when you're in love mm-hmm. and so i know uh marguerite i know you've been in love before and uh how you know that hey it's just a feeling uh-huh and uh drone i yeah. know you've been in love before too mm, i'm in love right now oh there we go mm, look at that <laughs> yep. there you go my wife is probably watching oh, uh-huh. is, it? is that is that why no <laughs> Brownie point, brownie point. Brownie point. I did all those. Say that in love is not past tense. Yeah, I'm there right now. That's present Mm -hmm. tense. So I'm going to start us off with a couple questions here, and then we're going to get into this chapter here. Well, actually, we're getting into it right now, but I'm going to start with a couple questions. I got some hard questions for y'all tonight, and uh, y'all might not be able to answer these questions, but I'm just going to throw them out there, and if y'all are... Uh, uh, watching us live on Facebook and y'all hear some questions. If y'all got some comments or some uh, questions or y'all want to respond to the questions that I asked tonight, then uh, go ahead and comment on Facebook and uh, we'll try to respond to you. I'll try to keep an eye on here and uh, try to respond. I'm definitely keeping an eye on it. I I actually wanted to say the same thing. Uh, If if you're watching us live, feel free to chime in. Uh, We will respond. I will. I, I won't. I know me personally. I want to try to make this show uh, interactive. You know, yeah. for the people who do watch it. So, yeah, yeah, and that's good. Exactly. So here's the first question. The first question I got for you guys tonight is: What is the craziest thing that you've done in the name of love? Ooh. See, I ain't give y'all no time to think. So, so no why don't we let you thing. answer that first? The craziest thing that I've done in the name of love? Yes. Uh, the craziest thing I've done in the name of love is uh, I bought somebody a ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, <laughs> for Christmas, mm-hmm. somebody that I was dating, and uh, I had just you know dated for just a few months. You know what I'm saying? Not no long term relationship. You know, <laughs> uh, we, 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 we went together for years, but I was you know just a couple months, few months or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I bought him a diamond ring. You know what I'm saying for Christmas? Wow! And they got me a belt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. 
Ah, is that too early to buy somebody oh. diamond ring drone after about a couple months? Yeah, after about a couple months, yeah, I would. That's too early. That's too early. Yeah, that's too yeah, early. and and you guys out there <laughs> was the belt appropriate though? Yeah, you probably needed that belt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh you probably goodness. needed that belt. And everybody out there listening, definitely, I, I would love to hear your answer to that <clears> question. <throat> Which one was was a ring too soon, or and was a belt appropriate? Appropriate. Yes, yeah, so I yeah, I bought somebody a ring, a diamond ring, after a couple months, and uh, they bought me a belt. So, well, I can, I think I could top that. <laughs> I actually got married after a couple months. You got married after yeah, a couple months. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Like, no, I didn't know either. Yeah, I mean, and not not to my current wife. I have a ex wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that was yeah. We I got we got married after a couple months. So you was in love. Well, you know, that's the question. <laughs> that's the question. What's the craziest thing you done in the name of love? I mean, when you so it was in the name of well, love. Yeah, it was in the name of love. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. No, I, I can't necessarily say I was goo goo gaga head over heels, but you know, you know when you when you marry someone, it's in the name of love, so yeah, yeah. okay. So I got, I guess that qualifies. Oh, okay, then. Yeah. Marguerite, what's okay. crazy? You, you done in the name of love? You know, I was, I was thinking. There's, there's one thing I can think of, um, which was um, kind of. Funny. See, she's stalling. She's I am, stalling. I am. So I will say, um, got engaged, mm-hmm. and and it's it's the way that it happened, which was. Which was crazy. Yeah. So, so and I'm talking about my hubby, my hubby there. So we we were just. <laughs> t- shall I tell the world? Hey, you tell me. Okay, we, okay. Yeah, we, you you yeah, got we, the mic. So the craziest thing. So we were just walking around um, mm-hmm. in the mall, and so we went past a, a jewelry store, mm-hmm. and 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 he <laughs> and Byron, my hubby looked at me or or fiance looked at me and said, "Hey." I was your fiance at that time. Oh, that's true. He said, "Hey, you want to get married?" <laughs> was in front of a jewelry store, <laughs> and we looked. Yeah, let's go look at rings. Went in there, looked at rings, and got some rings. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like that, huh? Just, Seriously, it yeah. was it, Byron. Yeah. yeah, it was just like that. Yeah. Spur of the moment. No, no, no dinner. No getting down on one knee. No candlelight. No. Chocolates, no bunnies, yeah, no I mean, flowers, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, those no. are the marriages that last. Like a small, <laughs> as I'm, that's how me and my current wife, you know, that's how we, you know, we were actually live. We had been living together about a year, mm-hmm. and we was like, uh, okay, first off, this wrong. We shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> like uh-huh. we should be living together. <laughs> and then it was like, you know, um, I don't want nobody else. This this was literally the conversation verbatim. I don't want nobody else. She was like, I don't want nobody else either. I was like, well. She was like, well, was like, all right, but we'll set it up. <laughs> she was like, put a ring on it. Yeah, she was like, we'll set it up. We set it up and the rest is history. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, so it's the way it happened. But um, but praise God, really happy. Yeah. yeah. We, we've yeah. taken a few licks from each other now and then. You see my black eye? Y'all? Look. No, I'm yeah, just joking. For real. I'm just yeah. joking. Yeah. But it's, it's been great. So, but yeah. Okay, so let me go on to my next question here. My next question is, so now we talked about what's the craziest love uh, or craziest thing that you've ever done in the name of love. For y'all, for those of you that's watching now, hey, feed in. Tell us what's the craziest thing that you've ever done in the name of love. But here's my next question right here. What is the craziest thing that you've ever done for God? 
Hmm, everybody saying, hmm. do I need the Jeopardy uh, music going on right now? Nah, I, I, I know exactly what I have. Okay, yeah. craziest thing you ever done for God? Um, okay, I'm going to say this, right? Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> Put that disclaimer out there before Uh-oh. I say this. I, was, um, I had gave up a lot of things that I felt like was unpleasing to God. I would say um, my, the main thing being premarital sex. I gave that up. Drinking, cursing, certain foods. I went through the Bible, certain foods that um, in the Old Testament that he said were, were not good. I, I basically gave all, all that up for like, I'm going to say two years. So you gave up pork? Pork. I'm, I don't think I really <laughs> ate. And to be honest, I can't, I can't eat pork to this day because of that. Because it makes really? you. Oh, yeah, like, of- yeah, and I tried to go back to it because um, it's, a, it's, a it's a long back. Uh-huh. Anyway, let me let me. Take you to how it started. So um, it, it was brought to my attention that in, I want to say Leviticus, that it was the law was passed down that the people of God shouldn't eat certain foods. Uh-huh. So when I read that, I, interp- I took my own interpretation from it and I adopted it into my diet. So I say about a year into this diet. No. Yeah, I say about a year into this diet. Uh, my mom's friend that was <coughs> who's an, uh, an evangelist. Uh, my mom told her about to die. So she was like, well, no, that's Old Testament. New Testament says mm-hmm. you should, as long as you give thanks for the, you know, no creatures to be refused as long as you give thanks first. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, so I can go back to, <laughs> I can go back to eat my yeah. bacon cheeseburgers yeah. and my mom pork chops. I'm like, yes, I'm free. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, only thing my body didn't accept back was pork and catfish. Yeah. It took everything else mm-hmm. back. And I'm, I'm telling you, the only thing I was really eating was beef, uh, fish, and chicken. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and the there was certainly, certain fish that I would eat, only white. Right. That's the only type of fish okay. I would eat. Yeah, so the, and it okay. it took everything back except for pork and catfish. Okay. Yeah. yeah so cool. some things that you just have to do. I mean, some things that you just can't do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so Margaret, what's the craziest thing you ever done for God? I will say, um, when I totally gave my life to Christ, to Christ, um, is I had to tell friends um, no certain things, but my biggest thing was my father. Because there were times dad um, would say, hey, baby, can you go to the store, get me um, some liquor, get me (laughs) some cigarettes or or stuff that I knew that he shouldn't have. And I used to just go freely, yes, dad, I'll get it. And then finally he asked me one day and I said, I can't do that. And he was hot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, he's like, what? I said, no, I, I can't do that. I made a decision and a choice not to do that anymore. Oh, so um, he was mad. He wouldn't talk to me for a little bit. And then he later on, like a week or two later, he's like, baby, I know. Right. I know. Yeah. You know, uh, when we look at this question, what's the craziest thing you ever done for God? And then also the one before that, what's the craziest thing you ever done in name of love? Mm -hmm. And, and, and And looking at these, you know, the craziest thing that we ever done for God, it doesn't necessarily mean that that thing is crazy yeah. because what's foolish to us is something totally different to God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, uh, uh, it, it's the, the wisdom, the wise things of God is foolish to the man. And so um, in the natural, there are certain things that we can do, you know, for God uh, or shall I say that we feel like God is wanting us to do. 
and and we're in the natural. We feel like that thing is totally crazy. That's uh, that's absurd. That's out of this world. That's no way. I ain't mm-hmm. doing that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But in the spiritual, knowing that hey, trusting God, having faith in God, but also loving God. See, the title of this chapter is called "When You're yes. in Love." When you're in love, you will do some crazy things. You know what I'm saying? And when we're in love with God, we'll do some crazy things. And other people, you know, in the beginning, we, we might think it's crazy ourselves. But once we really uh, uh, understand God and spend time with God and he assures us that he's with us, then that doesn't become that doesn't seem crazy anymore. Mm-hmm. But other people around us, they be looking at it from the outside and they be looking like that is crazy. Yeah, you know, yeah. exactly. So yeah. I, I so uh, in, in current for me, I would say that the craziest thing that I ever done for God was to uh, resign my job <laughs> at a church in Des Moines, Iowa, that I was assistant pastor mm-hmm. there. I was employed there for 20 years, living a great life, a comfortable life in a nice home, and my wife working with the state of Iowa, and she resigned after 27 years 27. working with the state, and we both come here with our 18-year-old daughter with no jobs. No jobs. We just up and left with a big old truck. <laughs> and... Uh, and that's true. And the only thing that we knew is that this is what God was calling us to do, to come mm-hmm. to Memphis and, and to plant a church. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to one of my cousins, and uh, he would tell me, he said, Byron, don't do that, man. I, 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 I'm not in agreement with that, man. Don't do that. That's crazy, man. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that don't make no sense, man. That's crazy. So the craziest thing I ever done for God, you know, but uh, it, it, it's in the natural, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But knowing what God has called you to do, God oh, assures you and he comforts you. And uh, I, um, anyway, so in this book also, Francis, he makes reference to the top. He makes actually let me start off here. Mm-hmm. There is a, he starts this chapter off with a scripture. Uh, he doesn't start it off with any comments, any statements or anything like that. He starts it off with an actual scripture that uh, uh, comes out of the book of Psalms, uh, chapter 63, verses one through five. And he said, oh, God, you are my God. I, I, I like when I see, oh, God. Mm-hmm. I think of uh, Pastor Matthew Marguerite in uh, Des Moines. And he used every, to say that. He used to say, my God. Yeah, every he used time, to yeah. say, my God, all <laughs> the time. That's like a stain, you know, uh, uh, every time when I see oh God or my God, I always think about him. But uh, here in uh, Psalms uh, 63 and 1 through 5, it says, oh God, you are my God. Mm-hmm. You are my God. He says, I earnestly search for you. I remember, you know, we can think about times when we were crazy in love with someone, you know, your, your spouse or whatever. When you, you know, think about someone that you crazy, you were crazy in love with. How often did you actually search for that person? You know what I'm saying? You you climb, you you go around the corner, you go miles, or you walk miles, you know, looking for that. And some people even go to the place where they stalking. But anyway, it says, "I earnestly search for you." This is uh, uh John talking here, and um. Uh, um, not not John. I'm sorry, David. Uh, David. Yeah. This is David talking here, and he says, "My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in the perched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary, and I gaze upon your power and your glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself." How long I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live. Lifting up your hand, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. 
I will praise you with song, songs of joy. This here is just one of the many ways that David was expressing his love for God. Here he is showing that he doesn't just love God, but he was showing that he is in love with God. He was expressing that he was in love with God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, when we think about the book of Psalms, you know, it's a book of songs. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you're in love, you'll, do, you'll, you'll write down some things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you become a poet, and you ain't even no poet. <laughs> See, yeah, and, and Byron, now, listen, he used to write poems. And I think he still has it in him. But seriously, when oh, it ain't we going first, nowhere. I still write. When we first, oh, I haven't seen him. Okay, I have to look at those. But when he first started, I mean, he wrote me a poem. Mm-hmm. When we actually was it after we got married, you gave it to me. Yes, mm-hmm. it was after. But the poem talked about. I wrote it before we got married. Before, yeah, you wrote it before. Yeah. But when we got married, he gave it to me. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, oh wow! And everything in the poem that he wished came true. Wow. And then I had it I had it um framed and everything and gave it to him as a gift for Christmas one day. He said he looked and said, Who wrote you this? And I <laughs> I said, Bro, you, it was you like did. ten something years later when yeah. she did that, so yeah. I hadn't seen it in a long time. <laughs> you about to regulate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah, I mean I do were you getting ready to comment on that? Because I do have a question later on question. after this. Go ahead. Okay. So we were talking about love, and we talk about God. I mean, um, loving God. Mm-hmm. Were you getting ready to say something on that? Because I think I'm stepping over a little bit. No, go ahead. Okay, so I have a question that Francis Chan, that he asked us concerning to um, our love to God, okay, or our love for Christ. Okay. And it says, so if you could have heaven with no sickness— and with all the friends you ever had on earth and all the food you ever liked and all the leisure activities you ever enjoyed and all the natural beauties you ever saw, all the physical pleasures you ever tasted and no, no, listen to this, no human conflict or any natural disasters, could you be satisfied with heaven if Christ was not there? So all these things that you can have... And it's different than the world. No crisis, no disasters, love, your friends there. Mm -hmm. Would you enjoy heaven if Christ was not there? Or would you be satisfied? Or would you be satisfied, I'm sorry, with heaven if Christ was not there? Right. So basically, having heaven in the way that's already described in the Bible, perfection, but one thing different. Yes. Yeah, one thing missing, and that's Jesus. Uh Uh-huh, Jesus Christ. Would you be satisfied? Okay. Well, I, I'll start off first. Uh, when I when I read that, I, I mean, it, it really threw me for a loop because I was thinking like, oh, wait a minute. Um, God and Jesus are the same. So it, <laughs> it, it, it can't happen. It, it, there's no way that you can have heaven without Jesus. You know, so if you say heaven, heaven, heaven without Jesus, you're saying heaven, heaven without God. Mm-hmm. That's That's where my mind went. And so if I answer the question in that sense of thinking of the Trinity, that they cannot be separated, at least by any means other than what God can do. Um, that means if I don't have if, if Jesus is not in heaven, mm-hmm. then God is not in heaven. And all of those things for me uh, 
I don't I don't think I can be satisfied mm-hmm. with with heaven without Jesus because this is what's going to happen. If Jesus ain't in it, we gonna mess it up. <laughs> I was just yeah, thinking that exactly because exactly. it's gonna be like being on Earth. It's gonna be <laughs> like I'm, here. I'm oh, haven't we seen this movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be like here, and everything's. Just say that if if this world was perfect, I mean, no disasters, everybody loving each other, mm-hmm. but then you don't have Christ. I mean, it would be like, yeah, like yeah, you we, said, we, we had this yeah, before yeah, we and we messed it up. Before. Yep. Yeah, we screwed it. <laughs> so, what was your answer? Oh, um, it would be pretty, pretty much what what Byron said. But my thing was when when I read it, it really made me think. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was like, wow, because you know initially you'd be like, yeah, I'm cool. I got everything. I need. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and, uh, then you th- th- I thought about it. I was like, eh, that's not. Nice. You... I just basically thought about my own life. You know when. when when I thought, remember when we, uh, previously when I said the craziest thing I ever did for, did for God was, you know, give up all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Happiest time of my life. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Right. So I was at peace. Um, just, it was uh, it was almost like Elijah. He was laying under the tree and the birds were bringing him. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of, it was, yeah, it was kind of like that. You see what I'm saying? So, and um, it just, and it came to me, it's like you're going to eventually need God. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, it may be sweet up front, but there will come a time. Right. <laughs> like, there will come a time you need him. And if he's not there, then you, you, you short. Right. You know? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I don't know what, any other way, other way to put it. Like, it's over for you. You see what I'm saying? So, right. yeah, so it's, there's no way you can you and can you, do that. And, you know, another thing, too, I thought about in that, in that question is that um, looking at the, the context, I mean, looking at, at this, the whole context of this book, and that's crazy love, looking at this chapter, too. So when he asked that question, I'm assuming that he's asking that question in the context of this chapter. Yeah. And that is when you're in love and when we're in love with God, how is it that we could have everything that we want without the one that we're in love with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it'll be empty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just like getting married and you want to be with your spouse with, you want everything that marriage has to offer except about, except the spouse. Yeah. yeah. It's like, now, now what? Does that make sense? That doesn't yeah. even make sense, does it? No. That's like, that's like an oxymoron. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, uh, did you have another question, Marguerite? Or was that was it? No, that was, that was one of the Okay. All right. So here's a question uh, um, uh, uh, coming along in here. And it says, is it possible, you know, Francis, he talks about also uh, when it comes, he was talking about prayer. In here as well, and uh, he says, and so far as love is concerned, is it possible to pray for more love as something that God can give us? In other words, I mean that's that's a plain and simple question. You know, there's many things that we pray for, mm-hmm. and we ask God to give us more of. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is it possible to pray and ask God for more love? So in other words, I love you, God, but. Uh, can you give me more love so I can love you more? Or can you can you help me in my love so I can love you more? Yeah. Or God, I love my wife, but uh, I need some more love. <laughs> <You know>? no. <laughs> can you give me some more love so I can love her more? Yeah. You know, um, so would you give me to say something? You can go ahead. go ahead. So with loving, I think, so I've heard the saying where people were, before I got married, is that um, love is all you need to to sustain a marriage. Love is all you need. All you need to do is love them and they love you. And um, 
in a sense of that, if it was biblically, loving means that I'm going to put up with you and I'm going to love you even in spite of yeah. the your flaws or things that make mm-hmm. me mad or I can't stand and, and vice versa. But um, I think sometimes you do need help. You need to pray to God to change your heart so you can love. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So Most there definitely. are times, I mean, do we need to ask God? Yes. I mean, for my enemies, for people that um, make me mad and that I can't stand, and God's telling us to love with our heart, I'm going to need help because I can't <laughs> stand that person. They're evil. They. I mean, I pray for God to change their hearts. So, um, yeah, I think we need to, I mean, I need to pray. I definitely need to pray and ask God to help me love the way he loves. Right. See, we don't see things the way God does. Yeah, exactly. And when we can see things the way God does, then we can understand why the person's that way. Mm-hmm. And then we can communicate and help them and vice versa. They can help us. So, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. To answer this question, uh, is it possible to just say, hey, God, give me more <laughs> love? I would say no. Okay. I, I don't, because from... From my in my opinion, love is something that is developed over time. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, like you, when you meet someone, you don't instantly. They say love first. I've never experienced that I in my own personal time. life. Yeah, I've never experienced okay. that. I've been infatuated with someone. You see what I'm saying? But just to be in love, like mm-hmm. that's something that has to develop. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like communication and uh, bonding and sharing experiences with each other like that's where love comes from mm-hmm. it's, it's not something you can order up you see what i'm saying <laughs> so yeah. yeah so i mean that's so that's that's how i feel i feel about that before as but there are things that you can pray for to to help those you know what i'm saying to, to help build love you see yeah. what i'm saying as far as mm-hmm. you can you can ask god for a thirsting or uh thirst or, or um, for more knowledge of him um more understanding of him and his ways and I, I feel like the more you understand about God, I feel like you 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 have no other choice but to love Him, but to fall in love with Him. Once you see how much He does and how much effort goes into making sure that that you that you are taken care of. You see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he he's responsible for the whole universe, but he still makes sure that you individually are taken care of and okay. Okay, you see what I'm saying. So, so I I want to I want I'm going to throw something at you. I'm okay, throw a little challenge at you here okay. on that. Okay, all right. So we're talking about asking God for more love. Is mm-hmm. it possible that we can pray or pray and ask God to give us more love? Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's a here's a scripture. I'm going to throw the scripture at you. <laughs> all right. And we're going we're going to look at maybe change a word in here and see what happens. I can't do that though, can I? Go ahead. What's that? What <laughs> Change the word of the scripture. <laughs> okay, in James, in the book of James, first chapter, the fifth verse, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all who to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. Mm-hmm. So in other words, wisdom is one of those things like love, mm-hmm. you know, it can be developed. Mm-hmm. In other words, we can gain more <laughs> wisdom. Through our experiences, through studying the word, our understanding, getting knowledge and so forth, we can gain more wisdom. Love, through our experiences and everything, our our love can be developed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But at the same time here, James is telling us that we can actually ask God for wisdom. Mm -hmm. And without development of it, without working for it, without doing anything for it, other than 
asking God for yeah. it, that he is generous enough to give. to give it to all without finding fault. Mm-hmm. And so if God is willing to give us wisdom, you know, mm-hmm. without necessarily working or working to develop wisdom, is he also, would he also be willing or is he also willing to give us love without working or developing it? In other words, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. Love mm-hmm. has to be developed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. just cannot live life and expect to love to always be given to you. Mm-hmm. you got, it's just like trust. You have to earn it. It's just like faith. You have to build it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, is it, seeing how God can give us wisdom, is it possible that he can also give us love? No. Yeah. Well, um, you got to take you got to take into account we are free will creatures as well. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I can make you smart all day, but I can't make you. <laughs> I can't. I can't make you love me. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and and far as the wisdom, that's I mean that's an easy one. He the the Holy Ghost, the Comforter that that Jesus said he'll leave behind. You got to think that uh, the the Holy Ghost, the Spirit, has been here from the beginning. Uh huh. So he, the spirit has heard, seen everything. Right. You know, and so when when you have that spirit with you, it's like you got you got a cheat sheet. You got you literally have someone with you who has seen everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So and and so wisdom comes that you you basically have like a like Google. You get you see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like it's, it's you got everything right there. Right. So that that's 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 an easy one. Like, uh, but far as like love is something. Love is a little different because you got to take free will into account. I can I can be good as gold to you all day, but at the end of the day, you still have the choice to say, "Nah, I'm good. I don't want uh-huh. I don't want to love you." You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But if hopefully, if you're asking, that's what you're really wanting. I mean, if mm-hmm. you go to God and ask, I mean, mm-hmm. He can see our heart. Mm-hmm. But um, hopefully, if you're asking for something. Okay, so <clears throat> look, looking, at this, I'm, I'm gonna put I'm, one more thing on this question, then we're gonna move on to, okay. to the next okay. question here. So if is it possible for me to ask you to love me more? I mean, it's when it's it's possible Marguerite, for you to ask I, me. I need you to love me. <laughs> Y'all need to get a room, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Okay, let's just move on from that question. Let's just move on from that question. But, right. um, can I yeah, mention yeah. something that yeah, um, I'm getting uncomfortable? That. <laughs> See, that's you there. We need, we need to take this right now. See, that's the thing. See, they don't see how y'all looking at each other, man. No. It's, 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 it's uncomfortable. Gil, Gil don't put this red tablecloth over here now. Looking like Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, he just said a mood in here. Hey, we had to bring your wife on. Yeah, I got to bring my wife. I can't believe me. Oh. Well, um, Mr. Chan, here's what he says. He said, the fact is that um, this, he's speaking about himself. He says, I need God to help me love God. And if I need his help to love him, a perfect being, I definitely need his help to love others, fault-filled humans. Right. So I was listening to that. I mean, go on. Right. No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, so no, I was, when I was reading that, I thought that was really deep. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes, now I've, I've experienced people where they get upset because maybe a loved one died. Yeah. And they're and they're, you know, mad at God and they're they know it's not God's fault. Well, some do, some don't, but they're but they believe in God. So they're going to God. You know what? I need some help to love you. I need some help to get this out of my heart. And um, 
or help them understand. Right. And see, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because what that does is that actually connects what Jerome was saying and connects what I, what, what I was saying. Mm-hmm. And that is that um, uh, when it comes to helping, mm-hmm. when you help someone, you don't just do it for them. What you do is you let them do it, but you're helping them along, the pro- mm-hmm. helping them in the process. Mm-hmm. So God, to, for God to just give us a free portion of love, you know. <laughs> that sounds like a little a, a dose, Yeah, thing. a dose of love. What, he, what we could do is ask God to help us. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in that, yes. God is he putting a responsibility on us to on do, us. do some work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in that responsibility on us to do some work, then what God will do is he'll help us and he'll build that in us, build love. So if I need, if I need to love God more, if I'm not loving him more and I need to love him more, then I can ask for God to help me to love him, mm-hmm. but to pray and ask God to, Hey God, give, give me, me love. Some, yeah. <laughs> that might be a little, yeah. sounds like a little Cupid a with request. a little arrow. Boop. <laughs> yeah. That's not taking responsibility on my part. Exactly. Yes, yes. I just want it for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Going on to the next question here. It says, okay, now I want y'all to do, I want y'all to open up y'all minds because I want y'all to put something in your minds. All right. Okay. Those of you out there that's watching and listening, I want you to do the same thing. I want you to think of people that seem to show no love or little love towards others. All right. (laughs) Think of people that (laughs) seem to show no love or little love towards others. All right. So some people should start popping up in your mind. These people may be family members. They may be friends, co-workers, neighbors, politicians, anyone you can think of. All right. So take a moment. Get a get a couple people in your mind. Don't flood your mind with a whole bunch of people. All right? Just just a couple people. Now. Now that you have these people in your mind, I want you to ask yourself this question. Are they someone that really focuses on loving God and loving others. Okay. Do they really live a lifestyle or try to live a lifestyle where they are really focused on loving God? Not, we know every, none of us are perfect. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not looking for a perfect person. All right. And I'm not looking for a messed up person that don't show love to expect them to be perfect. Okay. So looking, keeping in fact that none of us are perfect, but is this, are these people that you have in your mind that don't show no love or show little love towards others? Are they someone who really focuses on loving God and loving others? No, no, no. no. The people I'm thinking about. Don't. Yeah. The people I'm thinking about. No, nah, they, <clears throat> no, nah, they, they, they have their own agenda. I'm going to mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so and it's, it's, it's about what they want. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what comes to mind. Mm-hmm. It's about what they want and what they think, and and the people I'm thinking about think that what they think is to, is right, no matter what anybody mm-hmm. else right. thinks. So and, and so going along with that question, and and that this question actually feeds into the point in the book, Marguerite, that you have brought out about what Francis was talking about that we need God to help us to love. Mm-hmm. And here here's here's a, uh, something here. I wrote down and partially out of the book as well. And it says the reality is we need God to help us to love. We need to really focus on Christ. And when we do, it becomes natural to love him and to love others. It is when we stop actively loving him 
that we find ourselves restless and gravitating toward other means of Ooh, fulfillment. Wait. You said something right there. That is okay. so true. What yeah. I say? What you I say? said something right there. Gravitating toward others? <laughs> what, what was you that? You try to fill that void. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. You try to fill that void. Who that seen this on the grass ain't green on the other side? <laughs> oh, um. I don't know who's saying that. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, all right. Okay. So the reality is this. uh, You know, we need, God desires that we be in love with him. And uh, in being in love with God, uh, we also need to love people to uh, a a special supernatural type Mm -hmm. of of place. Yeah. And what he says sharing with us here in the book is that when we are actively seeking or focusing on loving God, what will happen is loving God and loving others will become a natural response in Mm -hmm. our lives. Mm -hmm. It won't be something that we have to work at. It just becomes a natural thing. It's second nature. Right. So somebody you come in contact with Jerome and you show love to them, and you do it without even thinking about it mm-hmm. yeah. because it's a natural thing because mm-hmm. the love of God is already in you. Yeah, you practice love daily. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, that's just, I mean, what else can you say? Right. Mm-hmm. Once you try it and once, and I do encourage people to try that, you know, um, what's that saying? Um, I can't even think of it. Oh, no. I'm looking at your mind right now to see if I can try to pull it out. Come on, come Chris on. Brown Ooh. sings that grass ain't greener on the other side. Chris Brown. Chris Brown, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Gillis, I'll Google over there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So definitely it just becomes easier. I, I encourage people to try that and try loving, um, getting to know Christ and loving Christ. Right. Okay, we got a few more minutes here, and we're going we're gonna to go ahead and bring this to an uh, uh, end here. So let's move quickly here. A couple more questions for you guys. Well, first of all, in the book of Acts, the 20th chapter and the 30, 35th verse, Paul says, and I have been constant. I have been a constant example on how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. We're in this season of Thanksgiving. And then we got Christmas that's coming up as well. Mm-hmm. And in Christmas, you know, you always hear that saying uh, it's better to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. Um you always want to tell your kids that too, because when they want everything, all they want, I want this, I want this. You say it's better to give than to receive. You know, like, no, I, I think I feel good when I receive it. Now. Uh, so anyway, Paul is talking about this, and he says here that it, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So my question for you is, why is it better to give than to receive? And I put some points on here. So don't look at my points, y'all. Right. Don't yeah. look at my point, y'all. I want y'all okay. to freestyle on this one. Why is it better to give than than to receive? Um. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you go. Okay. Ahead. Okay. So, so um, you're encouraging me to just read some of the things you wrote down, right? No, I no, said don't look at my freestyle. points. Oh, okay. Don't so, what did you say? Point. Say it. Say it one more time. You freestyle. You freestyle. Why is it better to give than receive? Yeah. I I feel a satisfaction because then I love to see other people when you give their desires and their excitement and their f- fulfillment. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. I love to make others happy. I love to see them happy, and, and it's something that, I mean, sometimes I think, wow, I, I help them to be happy. But then it's God, God put that in me to help others to do that. So right. I love to see people happy. Okay, cool. So, 
from what I think, uh, it's a, it's a it's a form of self denial as well. You see what I'm saying? You, you're doing something and not uh, respecting anything in return. You're putting your your wants and your desires to the side for somebody mm-hmm. else. So self denial is always a good thing in your relationship with God. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, so the points I got I, I got on here. These are not points that are, that are in the book, but some points that I had put down in here. Uh, so why is it better to give than receive? Number one, um, one good turn deserves another. Do to others as you would like, as you would want them to do to you. So it's good to give because you're doing a good thing. You're doing something good. And you, you know, that's the golden rule, doing to others as you would have them to do unto them. So you want, you don't necessarily, you don't give so that, you know, with, yeah. with the motivation <laughs> or the, uh, the motive of people giving back to you, you give because you love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But one good turn deserves another. Um, if somebody gives to you, mm-hmm. then, hey, you should give to them, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's uh, uh, another one here is uh, givers never lack. One of the principles, there's, you know, seven spiritual principles. And one of, the, uh, one of those principles is the uh, principle of giving. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that there's a spiritual law that's operating in this world, whether you love God or don't love God, whether you're saved or not, whether you feel with the Holy Spirit or not, there is a spiritual law that's working in this world, and that is the law of giving. And you can look at the most lovable, kindest person in the world, and you can look at someone who is totally far away from God and look at the amount of giving that some, they give. And, and there's people who don't have a relationship with God, don't believe in God whatsoever, but they are big-time givers. Mm-hmm. No matter how much they give, they can't give it all away because somehow it's, it keeps coming back to them. But uh, uh, so there, this spiritual law of giving, it proves that givers never lack. When you are a giver, that, that, it goes back to that, that golden rule. You know, do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. It's a reciprocation, a reciprocation that's happening in this world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I honestly believe it happens on a spiritual level to where when you are giving, you're expressing love to people. Mm-hmm. And that, that expression of love, it has to, it will come back to you. Yeah. So givers never lack. Uh, the other thing here, I'm going to give you all a chance to respond on these. I'm going to run through them, okay? Givers receive long-term rewards. Your reward is in heaven. Uh, that's what the that's what the word teaches us, and we believe that our hope, our faith, and everything is in that. Giving is a heart matter. Mm-hmm. When you give, you're expressing something that's in your something that's in your heart. You're bringing it out. It's a heart matter. Um, you get what you give. So when you give good, you get you get good. Going back mm-hmm. to the, that golden rule, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then giving is an expression of love. When we love, we give. And with that, we need to be bigger givers to God. Yeah. And and even with all the things that you mentioned, what it brings me to, and some of you guys out there might remember, I think it was Brewster's Millions. Brewster's oh, Millions. Yeah, Richard Pryor. So, yeah, with yeah. Richard Pryor. So he had an inheritance of a lot of money. And so he was, you know, his thing was, I mean, what he needed to do was to give away all of that money, the mm-hmm. million. And then in return, if he did that at a certain time, then he got, he received even more money back. But during that, he um, he was able to um, benefit and get, um, giving is a heart matter. He learned how to love people, giving to people when they needed. I mean, you get what you give, and he received money back a lot. Um, so if you ever watch that show, it's, I know. I think it was Brewster's Million. Brewster's Million. Uh-huh. Yeah. So a lot of things that you mentioned, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Byron, on here, 
that's what happened to him. Right. His his whole heart changed. So. And so here, you know, I wrote this down also. It says we need to be bigger givers to God, mm-hmm. understanding that, um, you know, what Paul was talking about is better to give than to receive. You know, so often we live our lives and our relationship with God where we always want to receive from him. We always ask of him. We always got to hand out to him. But we need to flip that and we need to show God that we love him by being by being a much more bigger givers to him. Um, it shows how much we love him when we. Uh, when I fell in love with, with, with you, Marguerite, um, I was willing to give you everything that I could give you, which was the reason that I bought you that diamond ring after just, uh, for Christmas after just knowing or, or dating for just a couple months. Uh-huh. So now we know we know the the whole story. Hey, I was, I was the one who gave him the belts. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I like you. Yeah. I really, really I like you. I really know you but, like that. To me. But a ring right now? Hey, this so, belt is nice. Don't get this belt. Let me know, you guys, if you respond to that later on, because I want to read what you think about uh, that. Okay, so anyway, when I when I fell in love with you, I was willing to give you what whatever whatever I could give and, you, and that's true. You know what I'm saying? And you know that reminds me of this song uh, by After Seven, Ready or Not, and uh, in this song, uh, I give you the sun, the rain, the moon, the stars, and the mountains. I'll give you the world. <laughs> Oh, okay, honey. And all that they wishing for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, all right. All right, here we go. Bring it to an end, y'all. When we, when you're in love, chapter title, when you're in love, you will do whatever is needed and more for that person. God wants us to be in love with him, not just love him. Yes. So, a lot of people say, I love God. God wants you not to just love him, but he wants you to be in love. love with him so that you're willing to do. You're willing to give him the sun, the rain, the moon, the stars and the mountain and give him the world. <laughs> Any last comments from uh, Jerome Marguerite? Um, I'm, uh, uh, though I, the uh, kind of piggyback on singing to each other <laughs> but no, but seriously that's at the end of the day that's that's what God wants is a genuine relationship you see what I'm saying like right. we are the only we are the only his only creation that can say we have free will right and what he wants from us uh he wants us to genuinely pursue him genuinely. Like you said, want to genuinely be in love with him. You see what I'm saying? Not right. for not for what he can do or, or will do for us, but simply for who he is. Right. Yeah. yeah. And um, when you are in love, like you said, he wants you, us to be in love with him. Then you're going to do certain things. Mm-hmm. So um, so it's not just what you say, but it's what you do. Exactly. So just really, when you're in love with someone, you're going to do the things that you say where they line up. Right. So it is not going to contradict each other. So um, be in love with God, with Christ. All right. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today at the for the uh, We Are Crosstown podcast. We hope that you were blessed by today's book study, Crazy Love. Uh, the author is Francis Chan. And uh, chapter six today and that chapter it was titled When You're In Love. We want to uh, 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 say thank you to all of you who are watching and listening to us tonight. Again, leave some comments if you haven't already. Let us know how you're enjoying the show. 
Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast at the OAM Network, and that is the T-H-E-O-A-M Network.com. You can also subscribe on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and the Crosstown Church of Memphis website at wearecrosstown.com. And so, uh, again, leave some comments. Uh, you can subscribe, uh, leave some comments, let us know how you're enjoy, enjoying the show. We want to also wish everybody a happy yes, Thanksgiving. happy Thanksgiving. And uh, spend time with your family, eat some food, be merry, be full, and be happy. Be better. The preceding is an Elm production. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com.